0: Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Belotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: Happy Sunday and thanks for joining me tonight for another episode of the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640. I'm Laura Belotta, your host, joined tonight, finally... By my wonderful friend, philanthropist and media personality, the lovely Joan Kelly Walker. I missed you. <laughs> I know. Are you? It's
2: been so long. I haven't seen your
1: face. There's a difference between the two of us. She's traveling and I'm not. <laughs> At least you're having some fun, I hope.
2: I am. I am. I've been skiing all winter.
1: It's been wonderful. Amazing. I'm so happy that uh, you're blessed with that. Um, okay. So how do you break the cycle and get out of a toxic relationship? Tonight, we are joined by Taylor Made Speaks. Taylor is a toxic relationship expert, a certified motivational keynote speaker, and the author of The Time Is Now, Don't Abandon Your Dreams, available on Amazon. And tonight, we're gonna to be taking a look into the signs to look out for when it comes to a toxic relationship, how you can break the cycle, and how to heal and move on once you've gotten out. Well, thanks for joining us, Taylor. How are ya?
0: I am doing fantastic, and I am excited to be here um and, and really really peel this onion
1: I'm so excited for you to be here so Taylor's also from Clubhouse but he is local he's from Toronto Hey Taylor are you from Toronto or at least Ontario
0: Yes absolutely I live in Toronto um, um and I yeah I do reside in Ontario area um and it's it's really cold in this country <laughs> I'm from I'm, yeah. from I'm from the US <laughs> it's really cold here but this is my home of residency now. And I, I really, really am grateful I'm here.
1: So let's get to it because we have a lot to cover in such a short amount of time. So there's not a cut and dried definition for what an abusive relationship looks like. So abuse can come in many different forms. There's emotional, there's physical, there's mental. What are some of the other different types of abuse relationships um, or abusive relationships that come up? Like, What is, is most common from your experience?
0: Um, I think when it comes to... To um, that, um, you know, especially if you're talking about the, you know, if you talk looking at a husband and wife um, and maybe the male is the breadwinner and maybe she's a stay at home mom, I think, um, you know, or the more traditional relationships where um, the man is the breadwinner or, 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 or whoever is the leading breadwinner could be the woman too, um, that um, all the funds are being controlled. By 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 them individually, right? So so there is also financial, um, uh, you know, ways where you could be in a toxic relationship, um, which that 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 has been um, common um, when it evolves around you know a relationship when you're talking not not necessarily dating, um, but if you two people are living together and they have uh, uh, funds. You know, going together um, that plays a
1: huge
0: portion um, of where one person is controlling the the, the, the money, um, and and the reason why this is so important is because when you are trying to leave um, the relationship, you have to look at financial um, the financial aspect of how do you now support yourself while getting out. But I'm just gonna stop right there because I don't want to get ahead of myself.
2: Okay, so that in itself is a lot, but you know, it's also easy to lose yourself and stop paying attention to your your own feelings when you're in a relationship with a toxic, or they don't even have to be toxic, but like a domineering person. So what kind of an effect can being in a relationship that's abusive in some way have on a person?
0: Oh my goodness. Um, I think that um, when you talk about losing yourself, and I'm glad you say Say that because um, um, your self your self esteem. I think it's the first thing that goes right as far as you're not feeling as confident anymore. You're mm-hmm. questioning yourself, right? Um, mm-hmm. You don't know if the person is going to accept your answers, right? Um, because there's a lot of things that is going on um, that is coming at you from that individual, right? The gaslighting. Um, you know, you are you are really. Uh, as far as em- emotional and and you're snapping right, and, and it, it, this is just so it's 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 really sad because you know you have a perfectly healthy person that is drawn into this web. I call it a cobweb. Um, that now you feel that you're the one that is losing control. You're the one that is hallucinating in certain events. Um, but I think when it comes to, you know, yourself, your self-esteem, you don't know if you're, you know, you're good looking enough. You know, you don't know if, if you're doing enough job, because remember the, the the words that are coming at you is really putting you down and criticizing you. So now you're second guessing every little thing that you, you do, Um, when it comes to being in that kind of environment.
2: So in the intro, you mentioned that you were looking forward to like peeling off the layers like an onion. And, you know, if you're in a relationship with a a toxic person, they're not toxic 100% of the time. So, you know, there's also the parts of them that you do care about, that you do respect. So, um, you know, that makes it so much more complicated. And it is a layer. Can you talk about those layers?
0: No, absolutely. Um, I think once you know, when we initially meet anyone, it's 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 like the honeymoon phase, the googly eyes, the butterflies. You know, we all feel that um, whether the person is is the it, whether you're talking about the the non toxic person or the toxic person. And 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 let me just say this for the record, right. Um, I don't believe that there's a diagnose for anybody being toxic, right? But people have the ability to create a toxic environment, right? They just have that ability to create a toxic situation. It's no different than, you know, you might have a child that if you put them in timeout, they just still find a way to cause some kind of destruction, right? And I I don't want to paint this on a child, but I just was using that as an example. Um, But um, when we're, yeah, when we're talking about a a toxic individual um, and and we're talking about peeling the onion, um, yeah, in the beginning, in the beginning, everything is going great. They're edifying you. You are amazing. You are the one. Uh, Until there's a point of that relationship where Um, Now you're everything but amazing at that point. However, however, this is where it gets very interesting. The edifying doesn't end. The edifying just comes in spurts. So when you're outside with your friends around your family, the individual edifies you to the max. You're amazing. They can't do without you. But when they get you close behind doors you are a piece of you know what you um can can do better um you're not doing good enough um you know you always cause this on us um and so it, it's 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 that point and, and 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 it leads to something else and i think that uh i think i'm going to stop right there because it does transition into um, another part of why people are in the situation that they are in. It's hard for them to leave.
1: Yeah, so I want to, just before we do that, I want to break down, you know, some of the signs that you may be in an unhealthy situation. Because sometimes, like, I think, you know, some of us may be in one, but we have a hard time recognizing that we're in one. You know, like, there's that lack of support. Some people may not think that's toxic, you know, when you, you're lacking that support in your relationship, but it is. Because healthy relationships are based on a mutual desire to see, you know, the other person succeed, right, in all areas of life. So that's one example. Um, There's toxic communication, right? Instead of being kind and having mutual respect for your partner, most of the conversations are filled with sarcasm and criticism, you know, where, where you're not, your partner may not be speaking to you too kindly. So what are some of the other signs that we may be in an unhealthy situation? Um, let's talk about it, guys.
0: No, absolutely. Um, um, one, one of one of the signs that we need to look for is the isolation sign, where okay. where you're kind of pulled away from your support. Right? We gotta we gotta remember this, and we gotta call it what it is. Your family is your support, and so mm-hmm. what tends to happen is that the person that you're with is presenting a case to you that your family don't appreciate you. You know, I appreciate you. Look what I've done for you. Look what I'm doing for the family, right? And so they kind of get you in a place where you are withdrawn from your family and you're cleaving to that individual. Um, But that is your support channel, right? Um, Also, like you have mentioned, yes, the name calling. Um, One thing we got to remember, and this happens all the time, accusing of cheating. You know, it's it it it's usually the person that is doing the cheating accuses the the other individual of cheating, but that's one thing. And the reason why that a uh, that uh accusation is, is happening is because now now what they're doing is they're honing in, meaning that now they're going to be checking your phones. Um, you know, they they want you to check in, right? Um, you can't go anywhere. Like, like I said, this this checking in a uh, uh, status where where it might come off as I care about you and I want to make sure that you you make it to work, you know, safely, right? So just just text me and let me know we make it to work. Sometimes we do that naturally in relationships, but when it comes to a point where if you make a stop leaving work, like say you're going to the you know maybe the gas station. Or some gas, you have to let that person know. It's almost you feel like uh, that your significant other is honing in on you. That kind of close, tight range,
1: holding on to grudges and then letting those grudges chip away at intimacy. That's also another sign. They always seem to be mad at each other, and, and you're not being intimate anymore.
0: Yes, um, and and that yeah, the intimacy um, um, plays a big, a, a big part of it is, you know, where you're withholding, you withholding, uh, um, sex from the significant other, almost as a, you know, if you, if you behave yourself, I will give you some, right. And we do that sometimes,
1: <laughs> you know, pardon. You know.
2: <laughs> pardon. I've never done that i've never done that
1: either but just just patterns of disrespect as well you know someone being dishonest just i guess just that feeling of never measuring up or always feeling like you've done something wrong you know that's what i gather
0: no absolutely um yeah a hundred percent i mean there's you know uh uh uh, one of the big major signs i've always said m top because i get this question a lot you know, what are some of the signs? But one sign that encompass all these signs um, of being in a toxic situation, right? We're talking relationships, but this also goes into situation is walking on eggshell. And somebody told me, it's so funny, that, oh, that's so basic. Yeah, it, it is so basic, but it's so real. And it oh, touches course, yeah. every point. If you are fe- your body's going to react to certain things in life, and 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 when that and when that 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 your hair starts standing up because you're seeing a situation that might seem unsafe, or if you're like I said, you're walking on eggshell around somebody, you're being nervous, right? You might be sweating, your palms might be sweating, you might feel your heart racing, right? These are things that we have to really take a look at because our body is reacting to what's really going on we're
1: going to be discussing how you can recognize and get out of a toxic relationship um, right after the film.
0: now back to the dating and relationship show with laura bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on global news radio 640 toronto
1: you're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640. I'm Laura Bellotta, your host, with my lovely co-host tonight, Joan Kelly Walker, and our guest, Taylor Made Speaks. He is a toxic relationship expert. We're getting back to our chat on getting out of toxic situations.
2: And, you know, right before the break, we were talking about signs of an unhealthy situation. I just have a story that's when I look at it now, it's absolutely hilarious. But now at the time, of course, I was completely devastated. and I couldn't figure out what to do about it. So I was actually engaged to this guy. And one of my girlfriends was on the cover of a magazine and she had this beautiful cover and her face, big smiles And so I had a copy of it sitting on my desk and I came home one day and he had drawn a mustache and beard on her face. And at the time, I remember just feeling so nervous and I felt like, you know, did I do something wrong? How could this offend him? Like, it's hard to be in that situation where you feel like you're walking on eggshells. And you don't know what to do. So anyway, I just thought I would share that story because, you know, there's probably some people listening, thinking like, you know, I've had a situation I didn't feel really comfortable with, but I don't really know. Is that actually a toxic situation or not?
0: Absolutely. I think that there's uh there's a little uh, gaslighting going on there. Um, 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 100%. If you, like I said, if you're feeling, um, a uh, 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 nervous or maybe or maybe um, um you know you feel disrespected and and, and 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 you're just not feeling good you're not feeling healthy on the inside um, um, something is going on you know there that um it's very important to have that communication talk right now if you're feeling nervous you know there's other ways. Um, that you can go about it because maybe you can't have that communication talk, right? We 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 all like to paint this pretty picture, but what if you can't have that communication talk? Um, there are certain things that you know we have to not do is point the finger, right? We always have to edify the other person, especially if they're the aggressor, right? To kind of just I don't want to use the word tame, but kind of kind of at ease the individual. Right, Um, and just kind of share how that made you—you know—you feel, not not them, but uh, yeah. These are some of the things that we can do. But one hundred percent, I I do think that as um, uh, having a toxic situation. But thank you Mm -hmm. for sharing.
2: Well, it was it was so. I felt like it was so immature, but somehow he was emotionally able to justify it. Like it's like a polar opposite.
0: Yes, and that's and, and 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 people are good at that. They are good at that. It and you know it, it's it's you know sometimes it encompasses in 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 different things, right? Sometimes people um and we we and we are using these words more and more. Like you know you have sociopaths and 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 narcissists, right? But but one thing that we have to realize is that. People don't sit here and say, okay, let me put a plan together and let me see if I can get this person because I'm toxic, right? It's usually something deeper that's going on that they're not able to see, right? And so when you're dealing with certain people that have these disorder, they don't know that you're doing these things. It's not like they they, they, they know, right? And so that's why they don't go and get help um, until it becomes – Um, noticeable to them until they're able to see themselves and and realize that they need help. Um, so it's very, it's very, um, serious, you know, some of the situation that people find themselves in.
1: Mm. Now you all often talk about emotional intelligence. Can you give us some insight into this and, and how it plays into relationships? How does this affect toxic situations, Taylor?
0: No, absolutely. Um, I think that um it 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 affects very it affects a lot because one thing that we have to realize is that you know usually when you're in one of these situations right the person that is getting you upset is is calm is calm mm. <laughs> you know, it, it, you don't see them like yelling at you yes they are like there are some situations where yeah, they are the aggressor, they're yelling, what have you. But a lot of times what happens is, is that I might say something that I know that's going to take you over the edge. okay? Because one thing that I am doing is I am, I am, <laughs> I am putting together really evidence. I, I know it sounds crazy, but, but just bear with me. The thing is that I'm building a case against you. Okay, and so I have to get you to a level that you are the crazy one, not me, right? And so what happens is, is that I might say something to invoke your emotion, right? And so now you're yelling at me. You're the one that's talking louder than me, and I am remaining calm and monotone and listening to everything that you're saying, The reason why this happens is because at a certain point of that relationship, I can say, hey, there has been many occasions, and sometimes, you know, we, we say the dates, that you have lost your control, and there's nothing that you can say about it because then I'll just start reminding you of all the times that you have lost control, and it will play back in your mind, and you'll say, oh, my God, something is wrong with me right? And and all actuality, nothing is wrong with you. Um, so one thing that I would tell my clients is that they have to control their emotions, right? When it comes to emotion intelligence, you have to be able to control your emotions, especially when you're in certain situations where you're dealing with somebody, say that's a narcissist, right? Say that's a sociopath or say that somebody that just loves, to see you yell, right? There's people, look, family reunions we have gone to, sometimes there's somebody that says something that can ignite (laughs) the function, right? Mm
2: -hmm. And they just
0: love to see people go at it. They get a kick out of it. And so we have to be able to maintain our calm. We have to be able to take our tone down, right? Take our tone completely down maybe we need to take a break and go to the bathroom. I mean, really interrupt the conversation and say, hey, I got to use the bathroom. I'll be right back. When you start feeling yourself getting a little edgy, right? Maybe the shakes start coming on. Maybe your voice starts elevating, right? But it's that, that time where you have to really, it's, it's, it's that, 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 that self-consciousness. You know, like how when you notice the room is frozen or you're in a conversation, you say something you're not supposed to, and it's like, oh shoot, I messed up. And you start hearing your voice in your mind. That's the place that we need to be when these situations is going on. You have to take control of yourself, your emotions, and kind of put it uh, under subjection. And it's not easy, it takes practice we have to be able to do that. And that's why I said remove yourself immediately from the situation to use the bathroom. And that's where you could count down and you could kind of calm yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm breathing heavily. Like I'm deeply like, <laughs> <you say> <laughs> <laughs> like I can just put myself, I am putting myself in that situation and I'm, I'm thinking, okay. Yeah. Okay, breathe.
0: and, 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 and even breathe. if you can't leave, right? you can you can close your mouth and take breaths through your nose. You know, sometimes you're you're getting into it so you kind of like you know, you kind of breathe in through your mouth. You want to close your mouth and start breathing through your nose so you can slow down the breathing pattern, right? Um yeah. these are things that you could do while you're in I always say in the fight and in the fight doesn't mean physical punches, but you know verbal verbal fighting.
1: Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's difficult to like when especially when like you feel like, and that that's another sign, like where you com- want to communicate your needs to this person and they're not listening or they gaslight you and they, they throw it back at you. <laughs> it's like, so I'm not allowed to address any concerns now, like because you're going to get angry all the time. Like that's just a form of control. It's also a form of narcissism. So, you know, I I often see people finding themselves in situations where the other person is a narcissist and they have a tendency to want to control the the relationship and their partner. How can you recognize the signs that maybe you are dating someone who is a a narcissist, you know? No. Um, Or what are some signs that you can be on the lookout that might help you recognize a bad situation before you, you you get too deep? Let's talk about that.
0: No, absolutely. I think that uh you know um some of the signs, like I said is um because you don't know you you there there there's no indicator like like you know as far as just visual that this person is right, and in the beginning, you're not gonna know right, and so, like I said, this person comes off very charismatic, very lovable, approachable right, and in front of everyone, they paint this picture. Like I said, they're not like sitting back strategizing, right? Because this is a personality disorder. And at this time, there's no cure for it, right? So they're going to have a kind of persona that they are amazing and that they love you so much, right? They'll do anything sure. for you. They're going to do that with your friends. They're going to do that with, if you, you know, if you're religious, so the people that's at the, the you know, the, the, the churches, they're going to do that to, you know, you might take them to your job function. So everybody is going to know that the, this person you're with is amazing, right? And like I said, they slowly start doing things like we mentioned, the gaslighting, right? The criticism, but they're doing these things behind closed doors, right? As soon as that car door slams, look, it's almost like I'm in hell now, Right? So, so these things start transpiring, the accusation of cheating, right? But, but what happens is you go through a, a, a time period where it's mental abuse, some physical abuse, and then you go through the edification phase where they say you're amazing and they play on this with you.
2: So, are there any stats about this? Like, how common is this? If you're in the dating world, is like, is there a percentage of the population that are considered narcissistic? Like, is there are there any stats that can help people?
0: No, absolutely. Um, 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 As far as when it comes to that disorder, you'll find it more in men than women statistically. When we're dating, when we're dating people. Um, You know, like I said, it's really hard to notice these things in the beginning um, of the dating phase because it's masked with just this person is so amazing or this guy is amazing. And then when you start to peel back. So one thing that I would suggest is maybe asking them about their family, right? Most of the times that they don't get along with their family, right? They're isolated. Um, they're withdrawn. It's very good mm-hmm. to to know their family because you get to find out a lot of things. I've always talked about history. Uh, and when it comes to history, um, it's very important. Find out like their past relationships, right? They're not gonna tell you everything, but at least you can get an idea what made them upset about the other person.
1: And Joan, just to answer your question before we go to break, there are a lot of narcissists, but uh, narcissism only affects about 1% of the population. And they're saying that, that they determined this in 1968. It's remained the same. We need to take a break. Don't go anywhere.
0: Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from SingleInThisCity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
1: Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show, guys. It's Sunday night. You're listening to... AM 640. I'm your host, Laura Bellata, with my special co-host, Joan Kelly Walker, and our guest, Taylor, who's a toxic relationship expert. We're getting back to our chat on how to break the toxic relationship
2: cycle. So guys, I guess this is a question for both of you. Once you come to terms with the fact that you're actually in a relationship with a toxic person, how do you get out of it? How do you ask for help?
1: So I think the hardest part about being in a toxic relationship is breaking out of it. And a lot of this can be part of how we were brought up. Maybe you grew up in a family where you experienced crazy, erratic, aggressive behavior, where, you know, behavior uh, was dysfunctional in that home, you know, and and maybe it was normal to you. And now you accept bad behavior because you're familiar with this unacceptable behavior that you grew up with, right? Uh, And that's just one example. Like, and I think you have to understand that you are not your past history, right? You have to set clear boundaries when it comes to respect and compassion, and and just you know accepting the kindness that you deserve. You uh, you know how you want to be treated, so don't accept anything less than that. Taylor, I'll give it to you now.
0: Absolutely, I think that um, you know, one thing one thing I've always asked um, my clients is that you know. How much do you love yourself? Right. Because you, you you have to you have to love yourself enough to walk away from a situation like this. It is not easy from the outside looking in. It's like, oh, yeah, oh, you got to just pack your stuff and leave, you know. But sometimes we have kids that's involved, you know, we, we, we share with 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 our partner assets, Um, you know, maybe maybe financially, you you know, the one person is controlling all the money. Um, you know, maybe you, you love the person, right? I mean, there's, well, hopefully you love the person, right? that That's your with. Um, so there's so many, so many things that entails with, with doing this um, as far as walking away, right? So yes, you have to love yourself. Number one, you know, you have to work on your self-esteem because it takes, you know, it, it, it really takes that because like I said, they are also edifying you and, one thing that I can say, a lot of times people don't leave that kind of situation is because of the edification that the person is giving them. And that's mm-hmm. the thing, right? They miss that and they go back to that individual, which it's crazy because you're talking about the edification and then the put down. And it's it's a, this roller coaster that you're in, but they miss that roller coaster, right? So, um, so those are the few things save your money try to save your money right that's that, that, that that's another thing because you need a plan when you when you when you exit you know from here surround yourself around people that is positive people that love you people that want to yes. see you do well right that is yes. important whether friends family um find those individuals that's able to to be able to do that right um yeah i
1: love that because um, also surrounding yourself with friends and family that are actually in healthy relationships too, because this is gonna remind you that there is good love out there, you know, and then that's yeah. gonna help you or raise the bar for you in what you're going to accept, you know, or willing to accept in a relationship. So I love that part, yeah, for sure. Yep.
0: Um, Absolutely. Um so
2: another another question for both of you, like if you uh, see a friend or a family member or a loved one who is trapped in a toxic relationship, what can you do to help them without making them feel hurt or offended? Pull them by their hair, drag them out the door. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're coming with me if you like it or not. No, go ahead, Taylor.
0: Absolutely. I think that, you know, it's. this is one of the most hardest part because there is... So much that you can do, right, because if they don't want to leave the situation, there's nothing that you personally can do right um, and so my uh my suggestion would be is be that person that's there to listen right um, um, acknowledge that you have seen some things that is concerning. Um, Make sure that your phone, your door is always open for that individual, because it might not be today that you can they they might come to you. Right. But it might be tomorrow. It might be 12 o'clock midnight. Right. Um, Where they need even a place to stay. Right. Um, Because it's that serious. Um, But let them know that you know what's going on and you're here for them and you're here to help them right because in that situation they feel alone they feel sometimes abandoned and deserted and they and here's here's another thing oh this is so important do not let them feel stupid or put any shame on them and sometimes
2: they'd be embarrassed
0: yes hundred percent right this is not something that they they, they wish the you 100%. know
1: better yeah like someone say, you know yeah. better you don't why are you accepting that like that's not if there's a certain way to say it right you want to remind them yeah. that hey they, they, you deserve respect you deserve it, it to be in a relationship where there's open communication where there's honesty, you know, and let them know that abuse is never okay and that they are actually being abused because some people don't recognize this. Like say, hey, listen, you are in an abusive relationship and it needs to stop. And guess what, man? It's not your fault. You know, you're being gaslighted or gaslit or whatever the term
2: (laughs) is.
1: So that's what I would say about this. But guess what, guys? Thank you for those questions, Joan. Like I'm never usually in the on the other side, but hey, I love it. So, um, we're gonna take a break, but we're gonna come right back. We're talking about toxic relationships and how you can get out of one or how you can recognize if you're in one. We'll be right back. You're listening
0: to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata. From singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640
1: Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show, everybody. It is Sunday night and you are listening to AM640 with myself, Laura Bellotta, from singleinthecity.ca. And my co-host, Joan Kelly Walker. And our special guest is Taylor Maid Speaks. He is a toxic relationship expert. And well, uh, we're getting back to our discussion on moving forward after a toxic relationship. What a great conversation, guys. Um oh, that we're for having sure here today. It
2: is. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, before the break, we were talking about helping a friend or family member who was trapped in a toxic relationship and, and how we support them to go through this. But, you know, if, if you support them through it, they show up in your doorstep in the middle of the night and, and you tell them, you know, it's not you, you didn't do anything wrong. A lot of times still, we see victims of abuse getting stuck in a cycle where they keep going back to their abuser or people or relationships that are similar. So how do you break that cycle so that it's not a yo-yo where, you know, they're telling you, uh, you know, what happened and how terrible it is. And you're saying, yes, I agree. And then they're embarrassed because they got back together with the person.
0: Right. And sometimes that happens, like you said, and it, and and it might happen for a while. Um, I think that, like I said, that individual, that person have to be 100% ready to cut everything loose. And when I mean cut everything loose, I mean they have to have a plan put in place, right? And they have to make sure that they're never going back to this individual, right? And especially, like I said, especially if it's a personality disorder, like a sociopath, narcissist, like you have to cut everything off, right? And that's where you as the friend or the family member come into play because when this person make their move, right, there's no return. Like, you know, some people say, oh, well, we could be friends. No, you can't. (laughs) No, you can't because you will find yourself right back into this web, moving back into the, with the individual you have to completely disconnect your social media. You have to disconnect all forms of communication. And you you have to leave that environment. Um, It is unhealthy. It is unsafe. And especially when I was a former police officer, right? When you're talking about an abusive relationship, you do not know when this situation is going to be The deadly situation, right? We have to keep that in mind, and so it's very important to to like I said, if you're the one like uh, supporting the individual, the only thing that you can do is continue being being there, right? Yeah, you can call the police if if there's a a situation that is out of control and that you might fear for their life, but you know, police comes if, if 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 that state. Is not an at will state where it takes control or charge, and you know maybe they say, oh, everything is fine here. Okay, I don't want to press any charges, no, and they go, they're they're gone, right? So, so like I said, be a friend, um, um, reach out, no judgment to the individual, encourage them to leave. Yep, they can they can do better. You're here to help them. You're here. To to, to, to to you know to to, to to put them in the right place go and get uh, professional help that's very 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 important because it's the building phase is the encouraging phase right because it's almost like somebody is on a drug right once they're detached from that situation um, it is so you know use the person starts feeling oh, did I do something wrong? Did I make a mistake? I just pulled the kids from their father, from their mother, right? You have all these doubts, and that's why people tend to go back, because they feel that they're destroying the family. And the person that you have pulled away from would tell you that. Oh, I can't live without you. I'm going to commit suicide if I can't have you back. Like, they use these tactics. I see these all the time. And I told this one lady, I'll never forget this story, that that her her husband was sending all these text messages saying, "Oh, I can't, I can't do this without you. Um, I can't live another day without you. Uh, I'm gonna take my life because he wanted her to come back. He has placed her in a hospital, broken her uh, her jaw, um, mm-hmm. tried to strangle her three times with the pillow, um, and suffocate her. Yes. I told I told her." Uh, I told her, tell them, tell them, okay, go ahead. Right. Because you got to remember, right. The, these specific individuals that has this personality is not going to take their life. They value their life too much. Remember, everything is all about them. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's all about them. And also if yeah. I can add to this conversation yeah, too, please. Is you really need to work on your confidence, like building your confidence and your self-esteem. Yeah. Okay. Um, you have to believe that you are deserving of having like a caring, thoughtful and attentive partner. Okay. Because if you don't believe it, then the partners you're attracting, aren't going to believe it either. And they're not going to treat you well because, they're going to, you're attracting negativity into your life, right? So you need to get, like, this is important. Listen, listen, you need to get back to self love and you need to start doing it before, before you leave that toxic relationship, okay? So start going to the gym, start loving yourself and all your flaws, all right? So find the things that are going to lift you up. Start working on creating goals for yourself, you know, working towards something that's going to help distract you. And add some extra excitement in your life so that when you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, like I'm working towards something amazing. This is shit, But guess what? I'm working towards something better and I'm going to leave this situation. But you got to work, start working on it before you leave. Okay. And that's that's what I have to say. Yeah. And you got to remember, guys, a partner should be lucky to be with you, right? You need to believe in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself first, it's going to be really hard for somebody else to believe in you the more you believe that you deserve healthy love, the more you're going to be able to spot those red flags or the warning bells, and then you're going to attract a healthier relationship in the future. So that's what I'd like to add there.
2: Hmm. And you know, when somebody splits up, like they would have so much trauma to work through and they'd have to come to terms with abuses and that can stir up all kinds of feelings. Like I think, um, you know, in a nutshell, yeah. It sounds like you just have to love yourself, but I think it's, it's super hard. Like what are the steps that someone can take to heal?
0: Yeah. So, 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 so a few things that they can say is continually telling yourself that, 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 that I love you continually love. Cause a lot of times we don't tell ourselves that we love ourselves. Right. Um, and few things, take yourself out to, to, to dinner, go to the movies, like like take cuz you if you, you want to stay inside the house, you want to be inside the closet. Oh, I don't feel like anyone likes me, right? But put yourself out there, start taking yourself out, going through that motion, right? I I am worthy. I am worthy to be around other people. I am worthy to be pretty, right? That like this is this is where I belong, right? So these are the things that we can do to really really start boosting our confidence.
1: Mm-hmm. Work out, eat healthy, spoil yourself, buy new clothes. All right, this ends our show today. Taylor, where can people learn more about you, your book, and on all that? How can people get a hold of you?
0: Oh, absolutely. Look, just Google me, Taylor speaks, and you will be able to find me. I'm also on IG doing some... Some amazing videos. I say amazing videos because I am having so much fun showing people and reenacting some videos as far as being in a toxic situation. My book is on Amazon. The time is now. Don't abandon your dream because you are worthy to go after your purpose in life. And Thank that's you. where you can find me.
2: Thank you, Taylor. Joan, where can we get a hold of you? I'm on Instagram, Joan Kelly Walker official or my website is joankellywalker.com. Amazing. And guess what? Things are opening up around here, and the dating world is getting so
1: busy. So come find me at singleinthecity.ca. Let me help you find love. Also, find me on Instagram, official Laura Bellata, and on Clubhouse, Laura Bellata. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in this week and every other week. I love you all. Ciao for now.